you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get through high school and um, I have a couple horses. So managing the time can be difficult, but I've found tutors and my parents are amazing and helping me get through it all. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a process and it's not, not the easiest. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans, by eventing fans. Thank you, exhibitors. Everyone knows exhibitors for their color-enhancing shampoos, moisturizing conditioners, their excellent stain removers, all this without using harsh chemicals, Karen. So this week, we are highlighting all the products from Exhibitors Labs, starting with the Quick Shampoo and Conditioner. Yeah, the Quick Shampoo and Conditioner is a brand new breakthrough technology from Exhibitors. It's a shine intensifying solution for equine hair. And Karen, tell us about the Quick Silver Shampoo. Quick Silver Shampoo is the legendary formula that continues to intensify and whiten with unrivaled performance. Nice. And the Quick Black Shampoo, Karen. Tell us about that. It naturally enhances dark tones within the mane, tail, and coat while providing deep cleaning to leave your horse soft, smooth, and shiny. Everybody wants a shiny and smooth horse, Karen. Oh, yeah. And for everyone's chestnut horse, Karen, the Quick Color Shampoo. Right. The Quick Color optically alters the way light interacts with each hair shaft, creating stunning coats on chestnuts, sorrels, bays, and browns. And everyone should have Quick Sheen, Karen. Yeah, Quick Sheen adds a fantastic glow to your horse's coat, mane, and tail, and helps repel dust and dirt during show performances. And every essential, Karen, the Quick Braid. Right, Quick Braid is your go-to finishing product for all types of styling or training for your horse's mane and tail. By providing total mane and tail control that offers the perfect grip, for your fingers, neither slippery or sticky. Fantastic. So go to exhibitorslabs.com for more information about all these products. And you can find us at your local tech shop, right, Karen? Right. Protect your horse this winter with the Ice Turtle Blanket by Turtleneck. Yeah, each turtleneck has a detachable fleece collar for easy cleaning and a spare parts kit with an extra fleece collar belly, and rear leg straps. Yeah, so for more information, fitting instructions, and temperature guidelines, go to turtleneck.biz for more information, again, on the Ice Turtle Blanket by Turtleneck. The organizers of the 2022 $50,000 Grand Prix Eventing Festival at Bruce's Field, presented by Taylor Harris Insurance Services, are excited to welcome everyone back to an event like no other. This year's Aiken Eventing Showcase will be jam-packed with action, and you won't want to miss a second of it. The Tokyo Olympic team, Philip Dutton, Boyd Martin, and Doug Payne, top U.S. riders like Liz Halday-Sharp, Buck Davidson, and Lauren Nicholson, along with a strong field of international riders that includes British Olympian and eventing legend William Fox Pitt, are all scheduled to compete. Come see all the greats in person March 4th and 5th. Or if you can't make the trip, tune into the live stream on Horse and Country TV. For more info and tickets, go to aikenhorsepark.org slash eventing. 
Karen, people always say, oh, Fairfax in favor. I love their tall boots with the cool tassels, with the three different types of heel height and the stretch panels and all that stuff. But they are more than just the tall boot, right, Karen? Yeah, they also have the sheepskin boutica, which is a shearling line ladies ankle boot. Very cute boot. It's an all-terrain boot that retains style and comfort. And it's a classic Chelsea boot style that will follow you from home to the fields. Yeah, so it comes in six colors. And fear not shipping from Great Britain, Karen, to the U.S. All orders, $250 or more from Fairfax and Favor, have free shipping to the States. Free shipping. Free shipping to the States. So to learn more, go to fairfaxandfavor.com to learn more about the sheepskin boudica boot. Triple Crown Feed. Oh, Karen. yeah. Triple Crown. Big fans of Triple Crown Feed. They have a t- tons of, of great products out there. Mm-hmm. Premium stuff. Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown Feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com. TripleCrownFeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. It TripleCrownFeed.com. They have a great feed locator. They have yes. a great feed com- comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feed's website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. We're here with Trish Scott with your insurance tip of the week. Trish, what are some tips for preventing barn fires? I guess the most critical is making sure we have adequate, you have adequate fire extinguishers. I like to have one or two at every entrance to your, to your barn. If you have one door, two doors, three doors, make sure you have at least one or two fire extinguishers at the ready. You know how to use them. Your um, barn help, your boarders know how to use those fire extinguishers. Make sure you don't have any fans attached to the stalls. Make sure you have no um, extension cords, you know, on those fans. And then most of all, make sure that, uh, your barn is properly insured to the value. Uh, you have enough insurance coverage on the structure, your contents, your equipment, your tack, and most of all, your horses are properly insured. And you could give Trish a call for all your insurance needs at 484-319-8923. This episode is brought to you by Red and Goat Equestrian. To learn more about Red and Goat, visit their Facebook and Instagram pages and go to redandgoatequestrian.com. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. Rob, super excited about today's guest. Yes, ma'am. We have the 2021 three-star long national young rider champion. Hey, yo. Welcome to the show, Meg Pellegrini. Meg, the champ. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very exciting. Yeah, I know. We've met Meg a couple of times. So... Be nice to kind of get to hear your story and get to know you even better. We've seen her around. I'm shy, so I don't really oh, say yeah, much. Right. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so Meg, nice to meet you. I don't know if I don't know if I've ever said hello to Meg Karen, but I'm shy. I'm you know, I don't want to be the creepy old guy that's like saying hello to all the young people around. around you know what I mean? So. Well, hello now. <laughs> hello now. Hello now. Uh, so, Meg, you're coming to us via Zoom, but where are you at exactly right now? Um, I am currently in Aiken, South Carolina. Um, we come down here for the winter. We're typically up in Cochranville, Pennsylvania, but it gets a little too cold this time of year to train up there. Um, so I'm here with my coach, Lillian Hurd, and we stay down here for a couple months and then go back up 
in April. We know Lil. Yes, we do. She's been on the show a couple times. Yeah, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> excellent, excellent coach. Yeah, she is. She has she some awesome young mm-hmm. riders. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and even adult riders at work. So, yeah. can't wait to listen mm-hmm. to all about this. This is a very exciting thing. But shout out to Lil because she's knocking it out of the park. So. Shout out to Lil. Yes, yep. yes. <laughs> but before we get to all of that, Meg, can you take us back and tell us how you got your start in riding and then into eventing? Yeah, so I actually started riding when I was about five or six when my family lived in Oklahoma. And I got the start from a cousin friend of ours that was doing the hunter jumpers. And I decided that that's something that I really needed to do. And so I was doing a couple other sports at the time, but horseback riding stuck out the most. And I stayed with it and got to competing a little bit. And then by the time I was 10, my family moved to California. So another change of scenery. Um, But that's where I found the eventing barn that I started with. And that is Lisa and Brian Sabo's program. And they have a pony club and she really kicked me off, got me started in eventing, fell in love with it immediately. And into pony club as well. And I got to do my first event was a pony club rally, which I remember very clearly. It was extremely hot. I was riding my pony named Smokey, who is still in the program. And it was a whirlwind, but I loved it and kept going and got to do some USCA events. And that's really when I knew I loved it. So got my first pony and went from there. So so when from from there did you uh did you compete all through high school and stay in pony club all the way through high school like how how far what what certification did you get in pony club or are you still in pony club So I am a C2 in pony club now um when I moved out to the east coast I haven't been active since but I am still in high school actually but I um I would love to keep going with it, but unfortunately there's not many pony clubs around me um, that I could really easily find. And I think it's a great program. And I think that all young kids should really get going with it and learn about it and find a pony club around you. Cause that's how I learned so much about just basic things and horsemanship. That's so important to my eventing career now. Um, so yeah, I, wish I could keep doing it, but unfortunately there's not a pony club around me. Um, but yeah, so. Oh, there's pony clubs around her, Karen. <laughs> there sure are. <laughs> oh, well. We could hook her up. That's with true. Some pony clubs so do you say you're still <laughs> in high school now? You said you're still in school. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. what, what year are you in at high school? I'm a junior in high school. Oh, a junior? Really? Holy smokes. Wow. And now, and is there any family with you on the East coast or are you here all by yourself? Yeah. Lonesome? Um, yeah, my family, my parents, and my younger brother moved to Pennsylvania with me, and we were all sort of ready for a change. We loved California, but it's a little bit more like Oklahoma out here, just more land, more space, and that's something that we always loved. And I have two older siblings, and they're off at school in Chicago and Rhode Island, so they're we're all a lot closer now. Um get to see each other more often, which is great. But yeah, so it's nice to be close to the family and 
Yeah. Do you live at home with your folks or? Mm-hmm. Yep. And oh, we God. actually live in Malvern, um, okay. Wayne, Pennsylvania area. So it's about a 40 minute drive to the barn in Cochranville, but no problems there. Gotcha. It's great to be in Cochranville around all of the upper level riders that you really want to be around to learn everything. So, yeah, yeah. sure. So are you, do you go to regular high school or do you like go online? I do online school. I've been doing online school since I was in seventh grade, I believe. I went back and forth a little bit the first year of high school, but it, my schedule got busy with competing and especially on the West coast, you have to travel a lot to compete. And it was, it was hard for me to manage. Um, kudos to all of those who can manage it, but it's, it wasn't ever something that I was successfully doing. And so now I can focus a little bit more on school and everything is online. And it was nice during COVID. I didn't have to switch anything over. It all stayed the same. And yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It is Very cool. Mm-hmm. And now how did you find Lillian? Was she someone that you already knew or how did you find Lillian? No, I didn't know her at all. Actually. We, I remember going back when I believe it was 2017 or 2018, when I started becoming a little bit more interested in going to the East coast and seeing what, what else is out there. And I remember really clearly watching Burley and watching her ride LCC Barnaby around the course and thinking that's, that's how I want to be. And, um, when we decided that maybe it was time we start thinking about the move, I, the first person that I gravitated to was Lillian. And I actually was able to go to the Kentucky AECs in 2019 and Boyd was coaching me there. And that's, he also gave us a little push and said, you know, Lillian's a great coach and you should come out and look at our property and this is where you'll be training. And so it was, we had a nice little segue into her program um, through Boyd. And yeah, so it's, it's amazing to be at Wendura and still get to be around Boyd and all of his people and, but get to be coached by Lillian. It's, it's amazing. Man, that's mm. awesome. So what's a day in the life of you? Like, you know, uh, you know, can you take us through like, how, how do you manage school and writing and, and how, how you do all that? Yeah. Um, I'm very lucky because because of the online school, I've somehow managed to take less classes over a longer period of time. Um, college is not something that I'm super worried about right now. <laughs> I think it's it's on the table, but it's not, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get through high school and um, I have a couple horses. So managing the time can be difficult, but I've found tutors and my parents are amazing and helping me get through it all. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a process and it's not, not the easiest. Um, but thankfully I've got tons of people that are willing to help me out and get me through it. So, so are you, are you like, are you, are you up do school or do you, or do you get up, go to the barn? Like, how, how do you manage that time type of thing? Is that I definitely prioritize the barn, <laughs> sometimes a little too much, but I try, it sort of depends. Um, I am a client of Lillian, so I, I do have a little bit more time in the mornings, depending on, you know, lesson schedules and 
um, what we're doing with the horses that day. But typically I'll do some school in the morning, go ride my horses, do some school at night. But I never, it's like on the weekends, if my horse has a day off, I'll crank through a whole week's worth or do something like that. It's definitely not a find refined schedule but it's it 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 does the trick it I get it done it just sometimes it takes longer um and that's sort of why you know I'm I'm taking longer time I don't really have summer break winter break I just keep going and try to get it all done (laughs) gotcha Mm, wow well that's cool that's very interesting Mm -hmm. and and that makes a lot of sense if you're not you don't have the con the the confines of a of a you know Mm. eight to three schedule or something like that it was school if you can you can do yeah. it all your own. Mm-hmm. Wow. How many horses do you have? And can you tell us about the horses that you ride? Yeah. Um, right now I have three horses in training. Um, my top horse, his name is RF Eloquence. He is the one that I took to Maryland three star. Um, and I've had him for almost four years now. I bought him from Ellie O'Neill and he was actually her Kentucky horse. Um, I think they successfully made it around once or twice, but the third time something didn't quite go right. And she spent a little bit more time with him and decided maybe it was time to pass him off to a young rider. And that's when I was lucky enough to get the ride on him. And my parents and family came together and I, we drove out to Florida. Sorry. We flew out to Florida and I sat on him immediately loved him he was nothing like I'd ever ridden before and I knew that he was definitely going to help me get to the next level and at the time I had a pony I still have her actually she's retired but her name is Gany Mead and she was my first pony and I also took her up to intermediate so that was also the line of maybe it's time I need to start thinking about getting another horse to move off of her and take the pressure off. And so that's when we got, his name is Ricky Bobby. Um, and yeah, so that was my start with him and he came to the West coast for about a year and he was also sort of a part of the influence to move was he definitely needed more space. And, um, we got him out to the East coast a couple of times and every time it came out, he loved it. And I just, that was, even if I was just making it up in my head, I still knew that I, I really loved it out here and um, one would do anything to keep him happy. So yeah, um, that's a little bit about him. My young horse, his name is Zed. I bought him from Jenny Brannigan a year ago, almost to the day. Um and he has been quite the character to learn. Um, we all love him. He's such a funny little horse and he's definitely helping my riding quite a bit, just the whole young horse aspect of it. But he's he's got some quirks and makes me love him even more. That's sort of my theme with horses is the quirks. But um, he's turning out to be an awesome little horse and he's going training level right now and Hopefully by the end of the year, we'll, we'll get to some FEIs and just slowly bring him up and hopefully he'll, he'll have a big future, but time will tell. So yeah, I have one more horse. He's the newest horse. His name is Global Naxos. I bought him from Hallie Coon um, just a couple of weeks ago. He is very new to me, but he 
competed up to the three star with her and um I just got him and he's he's very similar to my other horses a little bit quirky a little bit wild but he's amazing and I'm really excited to continue to learn him and start competing him I did his first event last weekend pine top and he's doing another pine top and yeah so we're just gonna keep going and keep falling in love with him (laughs) So is that me or is that that I count four horses there plus the pony that's retired? No, three. Did I count three? Three plus the pony. So who's Ricky Bobby? Is that's, Ricky Bobby that's the, the RFL? RFL. Oh, that's Ricky Bobby. Oh, that's yeah. his, oh, I I thought that was a <laughs> second. That's why that's why I interrupted a little bit because I thought I math was incorrect. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, and what are the breeds of all these these horses? Can you? Um. So RF Eloquence is a whole Steiner. Zed is also a whole Steiner, and I believe. Global Naxos is also a Holsteiner. So I have a little bit of a theme going on. <laughs> um, my pony is a Connemara thoroughbred, though. So that's one of my favorite Irish breeds is those, those Connemara ponies. And actually, we did an embryo transfer with Luna, is her name, um, about three years ago now. And we have her baby. Her name is Frankie. And she is at Mary Hazard's place. Um and we're going to start working with her soon once we get back up to PA. And uh, Ryan Wood is going to help me start her and get her going. But, yeah, I'm I'm thinking she's going to have a lot of my little ponies qualities. So I'm, I'm excited to start working with her and see how see how she goes along. Wow, that's exciting. That is exciting. So as a client mm-hmm. for Lillian, um, do you does Lillian ride your horses, too? Or do you ride all of your own horses and then she just kind of helps instruct you? On each or how does this how does that work yeah so there have been a couple of times like if I'm going out of town or a schedule conflict she'll hop on and ride them for me but for the most part I ride them myself and there has been a couple of days where she's like let me just sit on them and see how they're feeling and I think that's a pretty beneficial part of the training for me is just getting to have her come up and see how they're going and she sees them from the ground all the time, but never really gets to ride them. So when she does, it's pretty, pretty good. And, 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 and as far as lessons go, uh, could you tell us like rough, like how does that work? Do you get a lesson on every horse every day or kind of, how does that, how does that shake out typically? We break it up. We, I have maybe three flat lessons a week or more, just alternating horses, whatever horse needs it the most. Um, I'd say I definitely had a lot more lessons when I started riding with her just to get a base of what was going on. And I still have quite a few lessons and I'm very lucky that she makes time in her schedule to, (laughs) to fit me in, um, with all my horses, but same goes for jump lessons. We, we typically jump once a week or less sometimes just depending on the schedule of the show season and everything. But she always gives me a jump lesson or a cross country lesson. And yeah, I, I like riding by myself, but definitely having her on the ground has been, it's been amazing. She's helped me so much. So yeah, very lucky awesome. to have her. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. You also recently were named to the US equestrian on under 25 program. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. It's an amazing program. I'm very lucky that this is my second year on it. Um, 
it's pretty much to give a little background it's the foundation of what uscf calls the eventing pathway program um and it goes emerging riders and then it goes to the developing and pre-elite and elite and i'd say elite is the main goal for a lot of the riders on the emerging list and um we've got leslie law as the coach and he will come out a couple of times to Pennsylvania to give us some lessons. And he typically attends a lot of the shows that we're, we're all going to. So we get to do some course walks and he'll give you that pre-ride flat lesson that we all need before going into the ring. And yeah, so it's, it's a pretty great program and Yusef has definitely brought along really well and I'm excited for the rest of the year and you're allowed to be on the team for four years. So I'm sure that will sort of be the plan is to keep applying. And um, they have the performance advisory team, um, which is Leslie, Karen O'Connor, Kim Severson, Derek DeGrazia, Deb Furness, and Ian Stark. And they all come together and pick the team. Everyone applies if you want to be on it. And it's, I don't remember how many, I don't know if there's a number every year of how many riders they choose, but we are, we're all pretty grateful to be picked and hopefully we'll continue to be in this program and keep going up. Yeah. So, and then last year they changed the program to where they have an evaluation session. So they have like a long list evaluation mm -hmm. sessions uh, you know, I go Cala Aiken, California, yeah. and then from there they they choose the team. Can you tell us a little bit about your your experience? Uh, what that was like, where you did your evaluations at, and who was who was there to evaluate and so forth? Yeah, yeah. So last year we both times it's been at Stableview, um, and I definitely like going to a place and riding in front of the selectors and. This year it was just Leslie and Christina Vaughn. Um, but last year they had a couple more people just watching and helping. And it sort of turns out to be more of a lesson for every rider <laughs> that comes. And I think that's great. I really like getting that little bit of extra time with another coach. And um, last year, I believe there was a couple more riders. So the days were, days were long. We were lucky to have that stable view indoor. Um, and you do one day of flat work and then the next day you all jump and the jumping is, it's a little bit different than a lesson. You, we set up a couple of warm up jumps like you wouldn't at an event and we all go out and set a course and walk the lines and discuss everything with Leslie. And then um, everyone gets on and we have time slots, but you get on, you do your warm up, you, all the other riders are there to help you set. And then, you go and do the course and it's, it's a lot less pressure than you think it will be. Um, I think because we're all there for the same reason and Leslie's very easy to work with and really wants everyone to succeed. So it's, it's a lot less pressure than I thought it was going to be the first time I was there, but everyone, everyone wants you to do well and everyone wants to be on the team. So we're all just working together and yeah, it's a really good start to, get young riders going and sort of help them see the end goal of what Yusef wants us, wants us to do. Yeah. 
And when you said Le- Leslie will come up north uh, to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and do some training, is that are these group lessons or are these individuals? Is he coming to visit each member individually, or how's that work? We so last year he had us. Um, we all met at Windora. There was a couple people. It sort of just depends where you're located and if your schedule permits, if you're able to actually attend the sessions. But we did a couple of private um, flat lessons. And then in the jumping, we all had either smaller groups or private lessons. It just depended how many people were there. And I know he also goes to the West Coast. And I think those are the same. Florida probably has a couple more people. So I'm, I'm sure they do more group lessons. But yeah, it was mostly private lessons, which is always nice to get that one-on-one, one-on-one time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, could you explain, so Lillian has her own barn, but could you explain the relationship between Windora? So Windora is Boyd, Boyd and Silva Martin's property in their training center. Could you explain the relationship? Because you're training at Windora. Could you explain how Lillian is Lillian, you know, that, that whole situation? Is she at Boyd's barn or how does that work? Because, you know, we have people all over the world that are listening that, don't get there and don't know the layout. So can you explain how that works, how you train out of Windora, but you're with Lillian and Boyd's property? Yeah. So Lillian's barn is pretty much right on the property. Boyd owns, owns the property. Um, but you go down a little trail up the road and we're, we're sort of tucked away in a corner. Um, but they've got this beautiful barn that was actually an old schoolhouse And that's also where some of the working students live. And we've got a couple of shed row barns and it's all, it's personally, I love the barn. I would replicate it and (laughs) live in it myself. But um, we go down the road and that's how we get to Boyd's where it's about a 15 minute hack on a slow day. And the cross country is right out in front of us. And Boyd just built this beautiful new indoor that we're all very excited to start using this summer. And um, we've got the jump ring and Silva's dressage ring. And we're all we're all very close quarters, but we make it work. And Boyd does an amazing job of accommodating for everyone and keeping the footing amazing. It all always, always looks beautiful at Wendura. So we're very lucky to be on his property. Yeah, fantastic. So Lillian's got her own place. On Boyd's mm-hmm. property, but not at Boyd's barn. So you're you definitely are kind of off on your own, and then you just use the mm-hmm. the training facility side of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we see Boyd coming around doing his his checks every once in a while, making sure everything's in tip top shape. But for the most part, we're all we're all on our own. <laughs> so what he comes up to the barn and checks in on the barn, or is he making sure that we'll see him? We'll or- see him driving around on his on his scooter, just making sure everything's. <laughs> Everything, all the doors are closed. Everything looks nice. It's it's just sort of a, a checkup on everything. Sometimes the kids will come up and do the same thing. They've definitely learned how to walk up to our barn themselves. <laughs> well, what do you mean the kids? What do you mean the kids will come? What do you mean by that? The kids will come up like the workers. The workers. Or? The kids. No, the Leo oh. and Knox. Oh, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they, they do their tour. They do their the inspections. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Little spies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are a handful. They're fun. Oh, that's funny. Lots of fun. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. And then, so, and then for people that don't know, like, so your barn is like half barn, and then the other half was converted into living quarters. So, 
It's mm-hmm. a pretty unique. It is pretty unique situation it, over yeah. there, yeah. and it's tucked yeah, away. Yeah. You're off the road. It's it's very nice. So. Yeah, it's it's a very cool little place. You definitely wouldn't expect it coming off the road. You can't really see any horses, and mm-hmm. sure enough, you walk into the tack room, and I believe it was an old classroom where our tack room is, and it's just massive and. You can definitely tell it was a classroom. It's not your average size tack room, um, but you walk next door, open a door, and you're into the living quarters. So, yeah, very unique, but it it works very well, and everyone seems to love it. So, yeah, yeah. very cool. I saw that building when when Boyd first bought it. I yeah. um, I helped out a little bit with just a little bit of small stuff with just early mm-hmm. on getting those guys in, and it it was very interesting to see it go from a school. I guess before it was even like a little medical center like a like a mini hospital or something like that like yeah, but not a hospital, hospital well, yeah something like a community maybe something and then it was the school and uh, yeah so it was neat when boyd said oh, i'm gonna turn this into a barn i'm thinking i mean literally it's a school and you're like how, the heck? how are we gonna do <laughs> like, right. I had the vision it's incredible yeah. the vision yeah um it's a beautiful barn too everything on the inside is just stunning and it's all Definitely looks like a five-star barn. So we're, we're very lucky to keep our horses there and they seem to love it as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, I mean, at one time there was drop ceilings in the barn. I mean, it was like, it was, yeah, <laughs> there was air conditioning wow. and drop ceilings and yeah. So it's come a long, long way. So, sure but has. God bless Boyd. I mean, yeah. he's smart. He, he had this vision, you know, he could see it when no one else could mm-hmm. see it. It's incredible. He, 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 he's a, he's a, he's a very, very brilliant person and, um, I would not have had the forethought. I just said, "Oh, we'll knock this down or whatever." But <laughs> yeah, man, he's, right. He's got yeah, it. we'll build a new barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, he's smart. Very cool. Uh, so I, th- I appreciate you asking. And then when you guys are in Aiken, are you where Boyd is, or you guys have your own separate property training facility? The whole thing in Aiken. We are at a separate property. It is very large property, and we have hacking around it, and we have a beautiful indoor and the jumping field we don't have an arena outside but it's almost i prefer it because we can practice a little bit of cross-country riding and our show jumping and switch it up every once in a while um build new courses all over the field and we have quite a few turnouts and we actually have the fei tent barns um set up for some of the other horses and it's I prefer it honestly because when we get to a show the horses sometimes think that they're you know they recognize it and um yeah so it's it's a pretty great place and we are about 30 minutes away from stable view which is typically where we do all of our cross-country schooling and um but we get to practice putting the horses on the trailer and it doesn't always have to be a high stress thing every time we go on the trailer so I think moving around a bit once we get down here we get to go to bruce's field and all of that has made trailering and taking our horses out a lot a lot better of an experience for them yeah i guess when you have the cross country and the show jump and everything is right there at windora it's they don't get on the trailer yeah Yeah, you don't get to go out too much but when we do here they definitely they understand it a little bit more and They never know what to expect, but <laughs> it doesn't always mean it's got to be stressful. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. 
All right, so Meg, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to play quick hey. fire questions. Quick fire questions. <laughs> and quick fire questions is brought to you by Redding Goat Equestrian. Get your winter in- insulated jumpsuit by going to reddinggoatequestrian.com. All right. All right, so five questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, favorite rider growing up? Mm, probably Tammy Smith. I watched her a lot as a young kid and get to see her at all the events. And she was so amazing to watch on all 20 horses that she was riding in the event. So she definitely sparked quite a bit of inspiration in me. Very cool. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. She's, she's she still, inspires me too. She's still killing it. Yeah, she's still <laughs> <laughs> all right. Favorite event to compete at? Oh. I really miss competing at Rebecca Farm in Montana. That was definitely one of my favorite events to go to. Um, I got to do my first young rider experience there. And on the East Coast, I'd probably say Fair Hill. Fair Hill is definitely (laughs) very high up on that list. I would think so. We're going to get to (laughs) more of that after this, too. (laughs) All right. What is your one favorite thing about the sport of eventing? The connection that we have with our horses. I think it's next to nothing. And we have so much trust in them and they have to put so much trust in us. And I think without that, we would, we wouldn't be going anywhere. So I definitely say just the bond and there's so much love that you have to pour into them for them to try, try anything for you. So Good answer. Good answer. She's doing very well so far. Yeah, so far so good. She's on track to a very high score. (laughs) All right. (laughs) What is one thing you would change about the sport? Hmm. I think that the safety of the sport is slowly getting better. Um, I think that it's something that we need to continue to work at. And I'm... I think that the frangible pin devices and all of the new technology that we're able to come out with is going to be a huge turning point. But until then, we've we have all got to make sure that we're taking the time to train properly at home so that we can prevent injuries in ourselves and our horses. And yeah, so safety is definitely something that that needs to improve. Very good. All right. So last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Mm, I'd probably say, this is a basic answer, but Teddy O'Connor, um, Karen O'Connor's past mount, a little bit something like my mare, um, my little pony that I was able to take intermediate and I get the same same vibe from those two. <laughs> So yeah, probably Teddy O'Connor. Good answer. Excellent answer. Yeah. Excellent answer. Karen, what type of score do you give Meg? <laughs> A plus plus. A plus plus. Well <laughs> Good done. <job>. Excellent <laughs> job. You know, we didn't talk a whole lot about the Maryland uh well, three star is what you you competed in. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm assuming when you said Fair Hill, you meant Maryland, or do you mean Fair Hill? Because they're mm-hmm. kind of they run both events, but I'm assuming that Maryland Probably is- I love Fair Hill horse trials. It's amazing little event for our horses and but Marilyn 
the three star was incredible and I hadn't been over to that side of the property. Um, and so seeing it for the first time, I, I, I mean, I know the stabling over there, that's something I was familiar with, but nothing passed that onto the racetrack where they made that new arena and the cross country on that backfield. And so seeing that going out there with my horse for the first time, it was pretty breathtaking experience. And also being there with the five-star riders that, you know, you haven't, you haven't dreamed of something like that. It's pretty incredible. And I was able to stable in the five-star barn next to Lillian. We had Boyd and Philip um, and Dom Schramm and the whole crew was in our barn aisle. So that was something that was really exciting to see a little glimpse, hopefully into the future of my career. And um, yeah, so just the whole experience was truly incredible and I'm hoping to go again next year and I don't even know if they'll be able to make any improvements because for me it was amazing and but yeah I'm I'm hoping that we'll be able to continue to attend the event and with horses to come in the future so was that the the biggest track you've ever walked and and then ridden as far mm-hmm. as yeah I think so yeah the terrain was huge it was I don't know if I was 100% expecting it. And because <laughs> that backside of Fair Hill where we do the horse trials is it's not that hilly. Um, but thankfully, being in PA, it's pretty similar terrain. And we we're able to gallop the horses up a hill a couple times a month and make sure that they're all ready for that. And so it wasn't something that I was super backed off by. I knew that my horse, Ricky Bobby is his name, and it's very fitting because he's very fast (laughs) and he definitely knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of experience under his belt. And so walking the course, it was a little daunting, but I also knew that we'd been practicing all year and I felt prepared and Lillian was there to coach me. And so, yeah, it was, it was a big course, but we, we felt ready for it. Wow. That's so exciting. Yeah. Big arena, (laughs) big arena. arena. Yeah. Well, she was definitely ready. She placed fourth overall. Yeah. So not too shabby. Not Not too too shabby. shabby. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. The big arena was, it was walking in there. One of my, the helmet that I use has a pretty wide brim on it. And I was thankful because trotting into the ring and people are in the stands and I couldn't really see them. And I was very lucky that I couldn't see them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was incredible. That whole side of Fair Hill that I hadn't seen before. It was really, it was beautiful. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, I love it. I love it. Oh, oh. Time out. Stan is making a Stanley, racket. Come here. Hey, Stanley. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Meg, do you have any advice for a young rider trying to make it in the sport? Um, I'd say just keep chugging along. There's going to be a lot of obstacles like any rider that is in the sport and maybe they're small, maybe they're larger than expected, but I'd say just keep, keep doing what you're doing and find people that you can surround yourself with that, trust you and can support you in every way possible and find a coach that also believes in you. And, um, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Love it. Mm-hmm. There we go. Fantastic. So, Hey, as we start to wind things down, uh, we always like to ask about sponsors, supporters, anything like that. Anyone out there that you'd like to shout out? 
Well, I'd like to say a special thank you to my family first. Someone always used to tell me that your parents are your first sponsors. So um, I think that they deserve a special, special shout out. And they've done so much for me in continuing my education in this sport. And they really, they believe in me and I'm very lucky to have them. And as well as my siblings, they put up with a lot from me and my horses. So I'm lucky that they stay patient with me. Um, I also have been working with a sports psychologist for the past couple of years. Her name is Darby Bonomi. And I encourage everyone who struggles with anxiety while riding or just nerves or any hurdles that they want to overcome in their riding and their mental strength. I encourage you to find someone that you can trust to talk about. And that has been Darby for me. And she's made such an impact on my riding and um, just my mental strength. And it's it's very important that more people learn about that and how, how it can truly affect your riding and just your attitude around horses. So I'm very, very lucky to have found her. And yeah. yeah. Darby was a yeah, guest. She was a guest of ours. Yeah. yeah. So we, mm-hmm. if anyone wants to yeah. get to know Darby, yeah. they just mm-hmm. search Search our podcast mm-hmm. and Darby Benoni, and you mm-hmm. get to hear a little bit better. So, pretty cool. Anyone else that you'd like to shout out? Yes. Yeah, so, Professionals Choice um, is a recent sponsor of mine. They carry a wide variety of tack and girths, boots, saddle pads, and I wouldn't wouldn't trust my horses in anything else. And they really do have the best quality and protection for every phase of eventing and. Keep my horses very safe. Um, Zeracil Equine is a skin barrier cream that is show legal. And it's great to have around the barn. It's very essential for my hardworking event horses. Um, Devaku Saddles, it's, I've been working with them for a couple of years. I really wouldn't ride in any other saddle. I feel very safe in them. And they've used all different types of technology to create the most comfortable and well-fitted saddles. Um, and last, but certainly not least, is Frilly Philly's Bonnets. I know that they have a small business that really needs more recognition. Um, they create custom bonnets and they really pull the whole look together at a horse show. So thank you to all these companies for supporting me and look forward to many more years of working with these brands. There you go. Yeah. Look, she's a pro already, Karen. Yeah, she is. She knows you how to do it. She was a junior in high school. No. Jeez. She knows, how to, she knows how to throw it out there. She's good. No wonder. Uh, hey, represent your brands well. Yes, That's awesome. Definitely. Good job. Good job. Yes. So uh, last question, just if people want to follow along your journey on, uh, I don't know if you have social media, websites, like, is there any, any handles you want to hand, show, share with everybody? Yeah, my Instagram, that's probably my main platform, is MEP Eventing. Um, and then I have a Facebook as well. It's just Meg Pellegrini. Awesome. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. And the plan is eventually to go yeah. become a pro and, and set up your own shop and the whole thing? That's the plan. Yep. I'd love to stay in Pennsylvania. It seems to be my favorite place to be. I've gone down to Florida, seen the whole seen the whole country and I really love Pennsylvania. So I'd love to set up shop in Pennsylvania one day. Um, and yeah, just keep going as far as possible. There you go. PA. Fun fact, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania is the only state and you referred to it earlier. PA is 
Pennsylvania is the only state that you refer to it by its an, the abbreviation PA. There's not another state oh, in America that, yeah. that you do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meg is like no. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but think about it. That's crazy. PA is uh, its own yep. little world. So we're PA natives. Yeah. Yes, we are. Maryland true. transplants. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, Karen, was this great to get this to know was Meg? great. Meg, yes. thank you so much. It was really great to meet you. Fantastic. We're so excited for you, man. This is... um. Second year under 25 is just a junior in high school. So the future is bright it for sure you is. and for U.S. eventing. So we're just so excited to, to cheer you on and, and watch you progress this season. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Eventing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Eventers, on Facebook. Cheers. Cheers.